This is Think Retail, a podcast where top designers, strategists, thought leaders, and business people discuss what's coming next. Hi, I'm Melinda from SLD, and you're listening to Think Retail. Today, we'll be talking to Richard Durstein about who will be the first brand on the moon. What was once thought of as pure fantasy is no longer such a far-fetched idea. Humans inhabiting other planets and bodies in space. NASA is running a design competition for houses that could be 3D printed on Mars. Elon Musk's SpaceX promises to take tourists on private trips to the moon in the near future. It's just a matter of time before brands get involved as part of this new space race. Nike designing the hottest spacesuits, Kraft Heinz creating space food. In this episode, SLD's Executive VP of Design and Innovation, Richard Durstein, discusses whether or not brands should start planning their expansion to outer space and what that future might look like. Welcome, Richard. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks this is, for being this is, here. This is awesome. This is a great uh, great forum that you've got going here, so I'm, I'm excited about these questions. Uh, can you start off by just telling us a bit about yourself? Yeah, um, I've been with the company about uh, 21, 22 years. Um, I, I head up our creative teams here. So I, you know, I've got uh, interior design teams, graphic design teams, digital teams, production teams, and general design experience teams. I come from a background, um, a lot of brand experience over the years and, and working with some really great brands here at Chicatani, uh, La Croix. But, um, you know, I've kind of evolved over the years from not really being tied to brands to being very immersed and very um, passionate about the brands that I love. So I find this topic, um, this, this question that we have today, uh, you know, to be really exciting. And I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to have some uh, great conversation behind it. Absolutely. I think so, too. So there are a number of people, including the famous astronaut Chris Hadfield, who believe the next step in space exploration is to build a kind of base camp on the moon. So this would be where people are living and, and from there exploring other regions of space. So how do you imagine brands starting to think about integrating into that kind of environment? Yeah, and that's, that's a great question. Um, it can be asked in so many different ways, in so many different ways. You know, I think one of the directions I was thinking about was, you know, if you were going to go into space and you could only take one brand, what would that be? Um, it raises those questions around we as, as consumers, um, those products and those brands that we, we use as comfort brands. So our business is all about emotionally connecting brands to customers. And we do that through packaging design. We do through that experience design. We do it through interior design. Um, so we really look at it from that emotional point of view because we believe that um, you can affect impulse easier emotionally than you can rationally. And, and what that means basically is if you can make somebody feel happy or sad or or, uh, you know, it's why we go to movies. If you can engage them emotionally, you'll connect with them quicker. You can influence decision quicker over someone who's trying to rationally just find the best price or the most functional product. Um, so, I, so in that sense, I will start the question and start my thinking and my answer around the fact that um, I'll put aside NASA because we know that's probably how we're going to get to the moon. Um, I'll put away some of those functional things like food and water, generally speaking, um, because we'll assume that a lot of that, that, that product is already there and a lot of those brands are there. But get into this kind of emotional want rather than a pragmatic need of being on the moon. And, you know, the questions around what would be that one brand, you know, if you could only choose one to go to the moon or, you know, even a desert island, we've all probably, uh, probably thought about a great record or a, 
a great product that we want to take with us, what would it be? So, you know, what is that one brand that best represents you or a brand that uh, you can't do without? From a branding standpoint, uh, our brands often uh, build on our values and our dreams of how we work and how we play. Being so isolated in space um, is really going to impact your selection and your choice. You don't have a network to, you know, you buy a great t-shirt or a great bracelet. You're not going to have an adoring audience that you can walk down the street at 3 o'clock on a sunny afternoon and show everybody. You're <laughs> right. going to be much more limited in terms of that exposure. And if that's important to you and why you like that brand, you, you may not have that. We're going to look to things that uh, allow us to have uh, probably an extension of the experience we have here on Earth. Um, so emotionally, I love my morning coffee. I love my favorite pair of jeans. Um, I love my certain social media feeds or platforms, and I love my technology and how I stay connected. So what is going to be that, that uh, one thing that, is going, that you're going to want to take? You know, is it tech? Is it bottled water, coffee, comfortable shoes? I mean, really, that's, that's what the question becomes. Right, right. So, I mean, it may seem a little bit out there. If I'm if I'm a brand and I you know I'm just trying to deal with you know the next quarter or the next year or launching this new product, why should I start thinking about things like mm -hmm. the moon? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean you know they say space is the new frontier. I mean it's the old frontier, so I guess what's old is new again. Um, it's it's always there. They say it's relatively infinite, um, so it is truly a place that I think we will as global resources and space becomes limited. It'll be somewhere that we we very quickly eye and, uh, and move into. Um, but again, it, it has a whole variety of parameters that have to be overcome. Isolation is probably going to be the, the biggest one. Um, being in an isolated, you know, you know, being smaller communities, but you're still relatively isolated from the bigger planet. How will that affect um, a, a brand's value? And will it be diminished in a smaller ecosystem? Again, you know, my analogy earlier, less people to see you wearing it if that's important to you. Um, less affirmation in terms of your immediate circle around you. From an environmental standpoint, the environment is much more rugged and, and much more dangerous. Um, you're going to have issues around supply chain. You're going to have issues of uh, lack of space, and that can be habitable space. It can be um, hospitable storage. Uh, the moon is a rugged environment product life cycle and renewal. How are we getting the product to you? How does it live in that environment? And then how is it being reclaimed and recirculated back into uh, fresh product? What are going to be the micro trends that exist in this environment? And what are the influences that are shaping those trends in this, you know, again, remote and uh, more isolated environment? So I think um, everything in this environment will have to be subject to a lot more planning than it probably would be on Earth. Nobody's going to put on a pair of running shoes in 30 seconds and walk out their front door. They're going to have to put their shoes on. They're going to have to get inside a space chute. They're probably going to have to get permission to open the airlock. They're going to have right. to make sure that it's not nighttime. And, you know, so, it, so I think a lot of these things that a brand would take for granted on, you know, on Earth in a, in, a, in a normal gravity environment are going to be much different and, and planned for much differently in space. What does, if you're, if you're, even if you're not planning on executing it even in the next 10 years, how, what is the benefit to brands in terms of getting involved in that kind of thinking and and even if it's just like sort of a fun project that mm -hmm. they send a team on to sort of imagine, develop three products that we could launch for space. What's, what is the value of that kind of thinking mm -hmm. for a brand? 
It's it's a great question. The, the immediate parallels that came to mind are looking at the moon being so far away and so remote, the challenges that we have on Earth right now, right today, are very much in line with this. And I mean, you can look at things like um, we have dense population hubs and limited space. I mean, again, in a, in a lunar environment, you're going to have uh, very dense areas of, of living with relatively less uh, space in order to store and have those things that are meaningful to you. There's going to be this ongoing desire, as we have here, for getting fresh food, uh, fresh food, and ensuring um, that it, we're not paying, you know, an exorbitant amount of, of dollars to get this. Um, we have a limited number of resources here on Earth. We have the same challenges as we go into space. You know, sustainability, carbon footprint. These these all flow into the same. Um, areas that we're dealing with product on Earth as we would on the moon. So, I mean, you know, it's, we don't have to look that far away in order to kind of make these ties and start getting this thinking going. And in the same respect, we can also leverage a lot of those things that are working so well on Earth. You know, what is the role of community and common interest as we look at products that will survive? Um, as we see changes in climate, and again, our climate is becoming much more hostile, we're seeing dramatic weather changes. Um, preparedness and storage of key products and resources and those, those comfort um, uh, brands that we look to, what will that look like? So I, I think there's a, lot of, there's a lot of great thinking and um, elements that we can leverage um, today. In order to survive in this future state, um, you're, you're really going to have to look at how your brand is consistently delivered here today on Earth, and then what, what and how will that consistency of execution be uh, interrupted or changed on that moon or that lunar environment. So it's there's some great there's some great practices that we can leverage uh, in today's market. So one of the things that I like about this idea is just thinking about something that's really unknown and trying to challenge your thinking. Uh, you know, say I'm say I'm Nike and I make running shoes. Well, if there's not much gravity, then that's going to change mm -hmm. the type of running shoe that I'm going to need. Mm -hmm. Do you think that um, it's going to be an exciting challenge for brands to innovate, or do you think that they're going to be sort of reluctant to get involved? Where do you see that falling? Yeah, I think it's I think it's an opportunity, always an opportunity. One of the biggest barriers that we have here around us today is gravity. So the the comment that you're making about a running shoe, the only reason why we put them only on our feet is because that's where we deal with gravity on our feet. Um, but you can imagine in a, and again, a lunar environment, it might be quicker rather than running to just tumble or jump into <laughs> the air and roll. So, I mean, what does a running shoe look like that is on our feet, on our shoulders, on our hands? You know, can we roll into a ball? And that's how we get around the planet. I'm just, I'm just dreaming yeah, here. Yeah, I have a great image of like the pandas rolling, you know, how they roll down the hills. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you, you know, you can look at that in the same, in the same respect. To open a bottle of uh, soda um, or water, for that matter, will have its challenges. Do you wear? Does does the does the uh, hydration system become something that's integrated within your clothing? And also, not only what you're drinking, but are you in a process of recapturing that liquid? Not unlike what uh, common day spacesuits would have, but um, the sustainability and the kind of again the the carbon footprint of these products. They're they're um, product life cycle will become very, very important and very meaningful. Not from not just from a dollar standpoint, but I think from an ethical standpoint. You're seeing it here on Earth. We we want to have, and people are gravitating to sustainable 
products, products that stand for something. So I think on the moon will be even more challenged to have, you know, products that really not just deliver a great emotional connection, but um, but also um, stand for those things that we really think are important as we look to the future. Do you think that if we're doing that kind of innovation, thinking about it being in that environment, will that then come? Will it will it kind of become cool on Earth to oh, yeah. imitate the moon? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's 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 there's there's a lot of great practices where you you put a lot of constraints on yourself, and w within that heavy constraint, you're able to have infinite innovation. If I just said think of something that hasn't been done, it's very hard. But if I say um, try and fit something in this small box, immediately your brain starts working in a different way. I think the parameters of the lunar environment will will allow us to really test ourselves and really uh, innovate quickly because we have those parameters the success, ultimate success, would be how do we bring that back to Earth and hopefully save or enrich or sustain um, this great planet, not just, again, from a packaging or a brand standpoint, but culturally as well, right? We're talking about planning for things that really, they're largely unknown. There are so many factors that we, okay, we know there's, you know, 10% gravity and we can know how cold it is and we can know certain factors. But until you've actually been on the mm -hmm. moon, I'm imagining there's a lot of things that you just you you can't really understand. How can brands plan for things that are completely unknown? Mm -hmm. um, I, I would look to the things that we know already, right? Um, so the biggest challenge is beyond the actual space, and I mean, you know, not just outer space, but space uh, constraints uh, and physical challenges will be the emotional ones. You've got people who are, you know, if, any, if you've ever traveled away from home for any period of time, you long for certain things. It can be a pizza slice. It can be um, the water out of your tap. Um, what are those things that are going to allow someone to emotionally get through what they need to get through? And what will they look to for comfort and stability if it reminds them of Earth or their family or their community or their culture? Um, so... We can, we can, we will always have that challenge. I truly believe we will always have that challenge, even within the opportunity of starting and um, developing new products and new brands around that existence. I think, you know, it's important for brands to uh, constantly understand how they can drive relevance and future relevance around their product, um, to understand what is meaningful. Having your favorite sports car on the moon is great, but if it takes, you know, again, 45 minutes to an hour of planning to drive two or three miles or kilometers, um, is it really relevant? Um, being able to have freeze-dried coffee every day because it's easy to, you know, store a, a sugar cube-sized dehydrated coffee pellet and then hydrate it as I need it, that's a lot more approachable and a lot easier um, and a lot more relevant because I can have something, instead of it being a, a, a drive every two weeks, around the lunar surface, I can maybe go and have a coffee every day. So I think consumers will have those trade-offs around um, frequency, relevancy, and, and truly things will have to be weighed. Do, you, do they want to occupy the major portion of their living space with something that makes them feel like they're at home? Or can they get by with something smaller and lighter? Again, right. brands like a lot of these uh, um, you know, uh, mobile platforms and social media platforms, they, they deliver quite a bit in a very small package. Um, 
and and uh, they can really deliver that community feeling and deliver that online shopping feeling and immersion feeling by way of entertainment and content. So um, it's exciting to see how, uh, even from a product standpoint, here on Earth we're evolving very quickly. What will the moon? Uh, what opportunities will the moon uh, give us in that respect? Yeah, I just uh, while we were planning this, I saw an ad. Morgan Stanley trying to get investors to put their money into the space economy and they're predicting that by 2040 the revenues from the space economy will be 1.4 trillion. Mm -hmm. So there's huge, huge money uh, there. It's, it's an interesting thing to think about. So now I want to ask you, and we're going we're gonna to put up a poll about this, which brand do you think will be the first to make their mark in space? Hmm. Hmm. That's a great question. Um, and I, one I, I thought would be a lot easier to answer. And even now, uh, you know, after spending, uh, you know, uh, having our conversation earlier today and having some time to think a little bit about it, I find myself struggling. I, I certainly uh, love my technology. And by that, I mean my, the, the mobile devices that I use. And I won't mention names. But um, they, I find, are the one thing that as I travel globally on this planet that, that allow me to stay connected, allow me to have that great emotional experience um, that I have and, um, and, and not feel so isolated. I think this is a really introspective question for everyone to answer. So I'm really excited to see the responses you get. Close your eyes and you can take one thing with you. And you know, what would it be and why? You know? And there's no right or wrong answer. But it, it, really, it really forces you to look at something that you want versus something that you need and weigh the balances between the two. It's, it's a, it's a great, uh, it's a great uh, thought process. Great. I think that's a great place to end. And we'll think of a few brands to put in our poll. But you can also comment and add any brand that we didn't include. Um, and we would love to hear what people think, what, what you would want to take to space. Um, thanks for this interesting conversation. I hope that people find it stimulating. Yeah, great. Thank you. Thanks for the, uh, for the time. While we were in the process of recording this podcast, someone shared an article with me that drove home why this topic is really relevant. Both Nike and Boeing are paying science fiction writers to help them predict what the future will hold. Whether or not brands are going to be on the moon tomorrow, stretching our thinking is what leads to innovation and to a deeper understanding of the true value of a product or service. So how can you make your brand more innovative? One way would be to collaborate with innovative thinkers, whether that be science fiction writers, AI scientists, or leading design thinkers. You can bring them in for lunch and learn sessions for your team or collaborate with them on large projects. Either way, it's important to know what leading ideas are out there. Another is to invest in a future-proofing program, most often conducted by a strategic agency, to look at how 5, 10, 20 years out your industry may change. We recently did this for a large food brand, and some of the issues we explored in depth were things like climate change, artificial intelligence, politics, and how that will impact their business in the next 20 years. A third way to become more innovative is to invest in your employees, in training, in cross-functional collaboration, and to empower everyone in your organization to contribute their ideas. Sometimes a great idea can come from an unexpected place, and that's something we really believe in at SLD. So now we're going to turn things over to you and find out what brand you think will be the first to make their mark in space. Will it be Apple, Amazon, McDonald's, or Nike? Or maybe you think there's another brand that will get there first. We'd love to find out what you think, and we hope you will join us again on your next commute. 
For more information about Think Retail, you can reach us at info at sld.com. For more episodes, visit us online at sld.com slash podcast. Next time, we look at how independent retailers are winning at customer service. We hope you'll join us.